G'day and welcome to the Beyond the Message podcast. Hey, it is great to have you here listening today. My name is Lockie. I'm the host of this experience. And really, my job is to help guide those 167 hours beyond Sunday or beyond the message so that you can grow in your faith all throughout the week. Today, I sit down with one of our communicators, Chris Podlick, and we wrap up this conversation of how not to be your own worst enemy, looking at part three of this series. Today, we're talking about wisdom. And the four Monday was to ask someone, what would you do if you were in my shoes to gain wisdom from other people? And so today, Chris and I really talk about paying attention to the voices of wisdom around you. And we give some really practical tips on how you can gain wisdom for your life. Well, Chris, welcome back to the Beyond the Message podcast. It is, it's great to have you for part three of the How Not to Be Your Own Worst Enemy series. And how are you doing today? Mate, I'm excited. I'm That's excited great. To wrap oh, this series exciting. up. That's it. And um, look, I love the Full Monday. You know, it's a great Full Monday. We'll get to that in a second, but <laughs> we'll get to what it means. But it's, uh, you know, what would you do if you're in my shoes? And I put an Instagram story out yesterday. Um, about a pair of shoes and oh you did it was and look it didn't go down as well as i would have thought um i guess i guess the whole thing about you know trying to get this like retro fashion is that sometimes you just miss the mark and you don't know what's gonna quite come back in but i found a pair of just filthy i'm gonna call them barbecuing shoes um they they were new balances weren't they they were new balance just like classic just like uh, look you'd probably know the era better Chris, but just some old, you know, white barbecuing shoes and um, people didn't like them, but that's okay. I, th- I don't actually know if they're retro. I think dads still wear them. It's like a thing. That's an American dad thing. Right. Okay. Still, so, still a thing. So it's still a thing. So if it's still a thing, it can't be retro. Well, I don't know. Yeah. This, this is the debate now because yeah. I don't know if they ever went out of fashion because I know a lot of like again not that long ago when i was living overseas a lot of midwestern dads would wear those new balances that was just standard dad attire. right yeah there you go that's just like your sunday best oh just rocking it with the car keys there you go that is that is great and um chris i saw your face light up when i was doing the intro because you knew at some point i was going to bring up the fact that while we were waiting for this uh podcast to start recording you were playing solitaire i just wanted to make mention of that yeah i love i love a good game of solitaire Maybe solitaire and some white New Balances just go well together. I've got a pair of white Nikes on. I don't know if I could. Yeah. I don't know how my Nike sponsorship would react if I switched to New Balance. (laughs) That is great. That is wonderful. Well, we could talk about shoes all podcasts and we will continue because that is the theme of today. But really, the idea behind this is that... um, we're talking about wisdom. So we want to ask people who are older, wiser, who have been there before, what would you do if you're in my shoes? That's what we chatted about on Sunday. Um, so we're talking about wisdom. I just love this topic, Chris. I think there's so much to learn from any angle we look at this. Cool. So let's get into our questions today, Chris. And you made a good um, good comment about your philosophy kind of background. I don't know if you quite mentioned your, your study that you've done, but you did mention that you like um, looking at it and that there's a lot to learn about it. And I was just wondering if there's any um, thoughts or lessons that you've picked up in this study that have actually helped you as a Christian, you know, leader in in local church setting. I, I know it's not entirely related to 
um, the topic of today, but you know, you mentioned it on Sunday and I, I want to go beyond the message and just hear if there's anything that you've learned along the way. No, no, fair crack. And um, for those playing along at home who don't know what philosophy is, it kind of comes from um, the Greek, two Greek words, philo and Sophia. So effectively the study of wisdom, the study of wisdom is what philosophy is. And there's multiple different avenues into it. Honestly, though, like, I think the biggest thing, and I kind of have this conversation, I make this comment a lot is that I think for me, it's, it's helped me understand like what a logical argument is. And I don't mean that in the sense of like, you're having a bit of a, a bit of a blue or a bit of a tiff. I mean, like in philosophy, it's really, really important for you to not just state a, a conclusion or state an argument or a case, but it's really important that that argument is sequential and that it makes sense and that all the points kind of lead to the same thing. And so for me, it's been really, really um, helpful as, you know, in church world and in um, just in engaging with people, because obviously the church is kind of at this like interesting nexus between like culture and politics and different world religions and worldviews. And so I think it's helpful to actually understand what puts together a good argument, because then you can ask people really good questions about some of their worldviews, um, because my goal is not necessarily to... Um, to demonstrate that following Jesus is correct, or even though that's what I believe, but what I want to do is perhaps help people see where are the gaps in, in your worldview that could help you begin to see that maybe following Jesus is a better alternative. And so when you, when you understand argument, when you understand logic, then you can ask just good questions to help people kind of examine their own worldviews and their own beliefs. So that's probably how it's helped help me the most. Yeah, cool. That's an awesome way. I think it's just good to get a bit of background on that. And, um, it hopefully will give us some insight into how you might answer these, um, these questions today. Um, so we're talking about wisdom and I guess we're going to start with kind of ignoring wisdom or, you know, uh, you know, I guess we've all had moments in our life where we've just known what the wise thing to do is and just not done that. Um, yeah. I do it quite often, to be honest. Um, yeah. That's just being real. <laughs> but I want to, I want to chat today about discerning what advice or what wisdom we're actually currently ignoring. Cause I know we can look back and reminisce on times where we've ignored wisdom as a, you know, a theme of a, of a period of time. But what I think we, we're all ignoring something. We're all, you know, not actively acting out of wisdom all the time. So how do we discern what we're currently ignoring? Yep. Well, on, you know, we kind of looked at like the story of Ray Bowen on the weekend. I think Ray, we can kind of learn, how to discern what we're currently ignoring from uh, how he acted. And so I, I, I'd say there's two sort of main ways we can kind of begin to figure this out. The first one is to kind of ask like, what areas of your life are you avoiding asking help in? Um, Cause you know, Ray Bowen had this kind of challenging decision to make of whether he should continue to rule like his dad or whether he should adjust his leadership style. And um and to be honest, he kind of avoided asking the question for some people. He kind of avoided, you know, he got some wise leaders and then he kind of avoided listening to them. Um, so that's one way. The second thing is what Rehoboam did in the end is he got people around him who were so invested and so connected to him that they didn't feel free to tell him the truth. So, you know, the first area might be like, what are you avoiding? The second area is, um, what area are you just going to people to reinforce your views? And we all know when we do it, right? Like we ask these questions like, oh, you know, oh, that decision was so bad, wasn't it? And so you're asking the question in a way that everyone's like, oh, of course it was. <laughs> um, 
or we're guiding people to, to kind of side with us. And so, yeah, that's, that's the two areas I'd say, what area you're avoiding and then in what, what groups are you going to, or how are you going to get people on your side to justify the decision or the view you already hold? Okay. So we're talking about a, a group of people or um, at minimum, I guess, a person. And yeah. I wonder, Chris, where can we find these voices in our lives? Um, people who are going to be you know, honest, as you said, mm-hmm. some people aren't always going to be honest or give you the best voice of wisdom. So where can we find people like this um, to actually truly help us out? Well, I think there's two, again, two groups of people that we can find um, when it comes to this one the first group is people who care about us. People who genuinely care about us is a, is a group that where we can find wisdom from. And there's always a group of people that care about you, friends, family, co-workers. We all have different groups of people that we care. The second group of people um, is a group that, yeah, they might care about us personally, but they also might not in the same way that a friend would. And that group is people who have expertise, in a, in a particular area. Um, again, back to the Raya Boehm story. Um, he went to, um, he went to his father's advisors and these were people who had expertise in the area. They had helped his father, um, Solomon make lots and lots of decisions before. So they knew the kind of repercussions that people might, um, experience if he took certain paths. And so there were people that had a particular skill set. So, for me, I always try to look at like a broad smattering when I'm trying to find wisdom on a particular decision or something. And so I'll ask people who care about me, but I'll also ask people who have expertise in an area that I'm trying to get wisdom on. Cause it's, and, and that kind of hits the two sides of the coin because if we're trying to um, make a decision, yes, we need information from people who have expertise in an area, but we also need information from people who care about us. For example, um, if, it's, if we're maybe deciding to take a new job, um, yes, you want expertise, uh, wisdom and expertise from people who have worked in the industry before and done all those things. Uh, but the, the other side, you also want to get wisdom from people who care for you because they might sort of say, hey, you know what? I just don't know if your personality would really work well in that industry. I don't know if your hopes and dreams really line up with that particular industry. So in, in that sense, you kind of get a broader, um, broader wisdoms coming into your life that way. Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. I think it's a good chance for us to just take a minute to talk about connect groups as well um, mm-hmm. in whatever context you're in. But I think a, a group, a connect group is what we operate with at Beyond Church. And we aim for those to be places where there's voice of wisdom in your life. Um, and I think it's not just a place to, to catch up and have fun, although that happens. It's a good place to, to add people who both care, but also there's some good voices. You know, you never know who might be in your group in terms of, the expertise and the wisdom that just comes with having other people in your group. Yeah. And I think there's this, there's this definite misconception, I think um, from some, some Christians, this idea that, well, if I'm, if I'm going to, if I'm getting into a connect group, I've got to be friends with all the people. And I would actually say that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, For me, some of the people who I'm closest with um, I'm only friends with, and I only know through connect and I only got to know them um, you know, by being in a circle with them and by spending time with them. Um, and it's through that process that now they're a voice of wisdom in my life. Yeah, that's great. So www.beyondchurch.com.au forward slash join a group. You're going to have to help me out. Join a group in, join if a you group. want to join a group with Beyond. Otherwise, in your local context, wherever you are, 
uh, I really encourage you to get in a circle, get in a group of people who uh, you're just the wisdom that is in a group. Like I think of my own group, 11 or 12 people that regularly meet up. And if I just think about the individuals, there is so much wisdom to be taken from that. If I had a question about, um, you know, direction, career, finances, marriage, relationships, I could talk to someone and I could have a, a very good response from them. So uh, there you go for a little plug to join a group. A group. Um, to finish this off today, and this is for those people who might feel like they're on the wrong track and not necessarily, you know, not needing an entire 180 pivot in life, but maybe just for some people who are feeling maybe a little bit exhausted or just ah, things aren't going too well. Um, Chris, I want to ask, how can we find and we can, how can we act on the wisdom to get ourselves back on track or to, to, you know, get the joy back in our lives or whatever is missing to get it back? Well, before I kind of get practical, let me get pastoral for a second, because I think, um, I think one of the things for all of us is that I think we're a lot harsher to ourselves than Jesus would be. I think if Jesus was sitting alongside us, he would often be a lot kinder to us than we are to ourselves. And so if you feel like you're on the wrong track, if you feel like you're not making the progress you want to, if you feel kind of a little bit weighed down by some of the things that are happening in your life at the moment, I would say just, just know that Jesus is kinder to you than you are to yourself. So that's a good place to start. But Secondly, I, I would, I would do a couple of things. I, I would just get back to basics. Get back to basics. I think, um, you know, obviously in, up in Queensland here, we've just come out of a little bit of a, of a lockdown of sorts, and um, sport has been kind of community sport has been off for a while, and um, and I have the privilege of coaching a, a team up here, like a women's team, and we had our first game after I think about a month off um, over the weekend, and one the the thing I just said. Um, before the game was, hey, let's just do the basics. Let's just do the basics really, really well. And I think so often in life, you know, we can feel like we're on the long track and we can feel like, ah, oh, things quite aren't going well. And we think we need this, this magical fix or I need this all this information. I need this awesome plan that no one's come up with when really what we just need to do is just get back to the basics, you know? Why am I doing this career in the first place? Why am I studying this in the first place? Why am I in this relationship and just kind of go back and remind ourselves um, really, really well, or to think, you know, Hey, when things were going well, and I felt like I was on the right track in life, whatever that feeling is, what were the things that worked well for me? Um, And maybe you might say, Oh, you know what? I I was in a group and now I'm not. Um, You might say, Hey, you know, um, I used to get up a little bit earlier and I used to have a bit of a plan for when I would study. Now I don't. Um, So that's the first thing, get back to basics. Uh, and then the second thing is, again, get someone to hold you accountable. Uh, I think, again, if you're going to seek wisdom from people, uh, my best piece of advice is don't just get them a, get a coffee and talk their ear off and then kind of leave and nothing happens. Um, ask, ask if they can hold you accountable. Let them know, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. This is my goal. This is how I want to progress. And then just say, hey, you have permission and let them know, hey, you have permission to hold me accountable. You have permission to call me out when I'm not going in. You have permission to check in on me when things are not going well. You have permission to call me out and, uh, and hold me to account. And I think, <clears throat> I think that's one of the best ways that you can get back on track and then stay on track. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's a, a great conversation to have alongside the, 
the for Monday for this week, which is what would you do if you're in my shoes? And that's a, a great question to ask. And I really want to encourage everyone to ask that. And again, not looking just for those people who you know are going to affirm exactly everything you're already doing, but people who can challenge you or can um, can speak quite honestly and openly about you know your current situation and what their approach might be. Um, so I really want to encourage every single person to make sure that conversation happens this week. I know you're going to you know walk away with a whole lot more wisdom than than what you had when you came into that conversation. Yeah, and I'd even um, make a little caveat in this one, um, Locke, because. Only because I, I just know it from my own experience that when I was, you know, in that 18 to 25-ish bracket, say, um, often when I thought of asking that question of what would you do if, in, if you're in my shoes is asking my friends. And at that point in time, like, honestly, our friends are too close. Our friends are too close most of the time for that. So I would say if you're in that age bracket, get someone older who doesn't have a vested interest in what you're doing get someone who's navigated that decision that you're about to navigate and ask them that question. Um, if you really want to know what the mm. wise thing to do is, if you really want to get some wisdom, wisdom around you. Too good. Well, that wraps up part three and the entire series of how not to be your own worst enemy. Really want to encourage you to, again, follow up with those four Mondays. If you haven't already checked it out, go check out the beyond at home on YouTube, follow us on socials and uh, you know, I'm loving what's coming out at the moment on the Beyond Insta. Lots of fun tips and tricks to keep you going related to the message, but also having some fun along the way. So make sure you check us out there and follow along. Apart from that, Chris, have a great week and we'll see you back for our next series. Oh, new series launching next weekend. You've got style. You've got style. Which Give us kind 30 of, seconds, Chris. I'm so excited. Well, it kind of goes back to your whole dad, um, your whole dad shoe thing at the start the new balance shoe oh it's this it's this idea that every single everyone has a style right we all have a style um whether that's how we dress or the, the our interests but one of the challenging things i think for people when they're trying to connect with god is often at a at a church or when you're listening to churches online there is a predominant voice typically like the lead pastor or someone who communicates more regularly than others and so we kind of tend to think, ah, oh, well, I've got to have the same style as that person. Um, not true. God created you unique. So throughout this series, we're going to help you figure out, hey, what is your style of connecting with God? And then we're going to give you some really practical ways that you can use your style to, uh, to better connect with God. I can't wait for that series. And I look forward to having you back here on the Beyond the Message podcast, Chris. So thank you so much. And we will see you soon. We'll see you guys.